0: want to introduce Joe Robb. He's a singer, producer, performer, all for his own production company, Joe Robb Productions. He's also the owner and CEO of Waldron Music Group, which is uh, where he does his publishing, and I'm sure he'll talk a bit about that. Joe Robb, I I had a blast meeting you last week, and thank you so much for joining me uh, here on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So for those who haven't had a chance to sit on uh, on a deck and drink some, uh, drink a drink and, and talk with you. Talk about a bit about your background, um, where you're from, who you are and what you do.
1: All right. Um, <clears throat> so I'm actually from the Washington, DC area. Uh, I consider myself a, a true Washingtonian. Um, I mean, I've, I've moved all over through the DMV, Virginia, Maryland, but DC has always been my home. Um, I've been doing music uh, ever since I've been in like middle school. It was just something about music that that made me feel good you know so I kind of just started doing it people started randomly hearing me you know singing or or you know hear something that I've written personally by myself and you know after a while it just kind of went from there and it it got bigger and I want to say by the time I got to high school uh that's when I really started taking it like really serious so I mean, ever since then I've just been trying to, you know, just trying to build on my craft and, you know, do whatever I can to just make things, you know, make things happen in in, in the entertainment community via me.
0: So now in high school, what's that look like? You know, uh, doing local gigs or just writing music? What does that look like?
1: So it's kind of, uh, it's funny. So uh, the way that it really started was some, you know, some cheerleaders heard me in the hallway singing, you know, and they were in like the choir and they pulled me to the side cause I also played football. So they pulled me to the side and say, Hey, you have to sing in the choir. You know what I mean? So from there, I mean, they kind of just, you know, pushed me really hard to kind of stay with it. Cause I'm, you know, that's, that's really traditional. And I was just, I was just kind of fooling around. I couldn't read music. You know, I, I didn't know half notes from quarter notes, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, they, they kind of helped push me outside of the fact that, you know, growing up, it was kind of difficult for me. I grew up in a, a single mother household. You know, I had brothers and sisters. Um, and it was kind of the only way I could kind of, um, you know, cope with all of the things that were going on in my life. You know, I could it's almost like writing a book. You know, you lock yourself in a room and you, you write what you feel. And that's a way that you can kind of express yourself without, I guess, expressing yourself to other people. Right. So, you know, that's kind of how I how I really started. I mean, it just, it, it helped me, uh, it helped me be a better person and helped me kind of cope with, you know, everything that was going on when I was, when I was younger, you know, and that, you know, that's, that's really what it did for me.
0: So then from high school, did you, did you go into some sort of, college program to learn music or did you take a you know a more non-traditional route and kind of learn it in in, in, in your own way
1: so it's funny you asked it. I kind of I kind of did it both ways so um, I started out at Morgan State which is located in Baltimore um, I was in the choir uh, that they had there and it was actually a, a pretty like well-known choir um, we did shows for like the King of Zimbabwe, oh, wow. everyone, you know, they, they had everyone from like Montel Jordan and like a Bill Cosby and all of these other kind of high ranked people there with like Secret Service all around us, you know, so we were doing stuff uh, with like um, the Baltimore Symphony, you know, uh, so I started kind of understanding music a little bit when I was there. Um, but after a while, it was kind of more, um, just understanding the business. So I kind of started doing a lot more stuff in terms of the marketing. Um, you know, I, it just so happens I was pretty good at, at being an IT person. So I, I taught myself search engine optimization, you know, building websites, uh, those kind of things. And that really helped me, um, now understand the business side of music because I wanted to not just be a person. You know, singing for friends. I wanted to sing for the world. Right. So that's that. I, so it's kind of a little bit of both.
0: All right. And then, and then, I mean, college has probably been a little while. I mean, how how does how do you continue to grow in this particular art? What 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 for you? What did that look like? I mean, do you have to learn more instruments or learn new techniques? How does that look?
1: Man, uh, so one thing about the music industry, it's it's all over the place. It's a beast. You know, so a lot of it is just the business aspect of it all. I mean, just being able to go on YouTube or read books. uh, I met with a lot of people who are in pretty high places in the music industry. And, you know, they kind of gave me information, uh, you know, what to look for, what to do, you know, because, uh, you know, I wanted to become like a major artist. But then after a while, I started understanding how it worked. And the pros and cons, more cons than pros if you're a major, you know, like for instance, as a independent artist, I can, I hold all my money. Like I get all of my dividends. I don't owe anybody. If you were a major, the kind of deals that they give you, like these contracts are written in Greek, you know, no one knows what these contracts mean, And at the end of the day, people kind of get screwed over. So right, the uh, company, the agent, everybody gets a cut, right? Exactly. Everyone gets a cut. I mean, even the owner's sister gets a cut, (laughs) you know, like, so uh, from there, I just, you know, just a lot of research. I mean, I failed it a lot, but from those fails, I've gained a lot. It helped me become a better, um, a better artist, a better entertainer a better businessman, you know, I opened up a facility, I had it open for about five to six years, uh, located right in Maryland, um, full fledged from recording studio, dance studio, you can shoot music videos, we had a green screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had everything, I built the studio myself, you know, and then after a while, I kind of wanted to do something a little bit more exclusive uh, because it started taking away from who I was as, as an artist, I couldn't focus on myself, I was doing a lot more for other artists, you know, so I decided, you know what, we're going to, we're going to kind of change that. Now my studio is a little bit more, just it's exclusive. So only certain people that I, that I know that I trust, um, you know, can come and, and, you know, we can jam out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and um, you can control the time, like you said, to produce your own stuff as well. exactly, Exactly. Yeah, I think
0: that's something I, I, I've met a few, um, people who who like to write right and they also find that same problem they're working a full-time job and then they they're
1: helping others do stuff and then they run out of time for their own art right yeah and and it's it's not hard it's not hard to to run out of time because honestly I think any artist who loves what they do they could do it 24 hours a day you know and all artists real honestly I feel like you know, we do it for free, but that's why we need like managers and agents because you know, if someone say, "Hey, can you do this?" Nine times out of ten, we're like, "Well, we love what we do and we can do it for free." So we kind of need a bad guy to be in our corner every now and then to say, "Hey, you no, know, you have to put some money out for this." Right. You know, so it's 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 pretty funny.
0: So as you've kind of done this thing I mean this is this is fascinating since you're independent and independent artists you're doing this yourself and controlling your own company and your and your ability to, to record and, and make the music for yourself are, are you are you doing a lot of collaborations are you creating all of the track right all the different sounds in the track you or are you are you bringing other people in to help you do that how, how does so, that work when you create your product what's that creative process look like
1: so it it depends on who I'm dealing with um you know I've done collaborations for a lot of artists. I've, I've written music for artists from different countries where I'll write it in English and then they'll translate it into their language, uh, production uh, for, you know, record labels, independent record labels or for artists. Um, you know, it's kind of like being in the right place at the right time around the right people, mm-hmm. you know, so I might be in uh, someone else's studio and some artists come in and, they like what I'm doing and it's, it's kind of like you just match up and you say, you know what, let's do it. You know? So, and I always love that because it's, it's just really organic, you know, like you don't want it to seem like a job. Once it seems like a job, it's not fun anymore. So the more organic, you know, all of these things happen while you're trying to be creative, it just makes it even, you know, that much better.
0: So as you've gone through this process uh, over the years, what's something you've recognized about that industry um, that you would change that you would say, look, th- th- this is just a bad way to do it. Uh, let's, you know, we should reconsider that maybe if you don't even have a solution, but what's something we reach, they should reconsider.
1: So there, there are a few things, but I, I think, I think the biggest thing now is it's almost like music is cookie cutter. And when I say that it's the same, you know, once someone gets hot, you have, 10 other people behind them who are doing the exact same thing and I, I hate that you know what I mean like I find myself now I don't listen to the radio I don't I listen to instrumentals without vocals on it you know what I mean because I just I already know what they're going to say before they say it so it's like you know what let me just listen to something without them singing or rapping on it you know so I mean that's one of the main things I think um the industry should change I think there should be a lot more creativity you know I understand there's business but I mean as a consumer you know you want to hear different things you know if you look back in the 90s the 80s from from rock and roll and R&B there were so many different groups doing so many collaborations I mean the collaborations that you would that you would you know hear would be like oh my god I never thought that that collaboration would happen Right. Nowadays, is you don't really see that that much, you know. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's that's a, a major change, and um, you know the the age, the whole age thing. I'll give you a prime example in the the country and um, rock and roll um, in, uh, uh, um, genres. I mean, I've been to rock concerts and and seeing people who are like. Thirty times older than me, they're still touring, still right. touring in the hip hop and R and B community. It's like they they put a they put a, a time stamp on you,
0: oh, wow. you know.
1: They definitely do. So you know they'll they'll say, hey, once you're out to this age, you know, we don't want you anymore. But it's not about that. It's about the the creativity of it all. You know, how do you sound writing music? You know, so I think that's another change that that. You know, if, if I was in a position to change it, I would change it, you know.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I, I hadn't I mean, I listened to a lot of genres of music, but I had not noticed that about uh, r and or hip hop that there's like a expiration date, kind of like movie stars right there. sometimes yeah. expiration dates on certain movie stars. Exactly. If they, if they age out, that's um, that's definitely something that's. Uh, Cause you're right. I, I mean, shoot, if air supply or somebody came through right now, I'd probably go see him. Right. I mean, right, exactly. why not? I didn't get, to, I couldn't afford it when I was a kid. I mean, I, I, I can go now when I can afford it. Exactly. Yep. So how does that, how do those kind of challenges um, influence the, the way you do it then?
1: Uh, I think the, the way that it influences me. Uh, so one, I kind of like to go against the grain when I'm, when I write music. You know, I'm more of a retro style kind of guy. I love the 90s, you know, so a lot of my music, like the way that I build my harmonies when I sing or when I'm writing something, they're kind of geared more around uh, 90s uh, artists, primarily R&B, but I also like to step outside of R&B. I've done, you know, pop records. Um, I'm trying to work on like a a country style record. I've done everything from older school sounding R&B music to newer sounding. And then I recently did a, a production album for Meditation Museum, uh, where it's just all uh, vibing music. You know, it's just something that feels good. You know, you can sit there and just zone out, you know, and there's, there's, a, there's a song on that album for every feeling that you have. You know, so doing that, I mean, that project was one of my funnest projects I think I've ever done, you know, because it kind of made me step outside of, the, of of what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the lady that I work with, uh, Sister Jenna, she was, I mean, she was wonderful. Like, I met everyone who she was affiliated with um you know and i mean they love me i love them and we just put something beautiful together and i think a lot of people are kind of liking it now because i mean it's it's getting a lot of play so i mean i told you right before we started recording i've been listening to that one on repeat all yeah. all week
0: <laughs> i'm really enjoying that that album so, so is that the, is that the benefit for you of being an independent person who controls their kind of their own what they want to do you can dabble in all these
1: different genres definitely definitely that that's one of the main things i like about being an independent artist you can you can do whatever you want to do and no one can tell you how to do it you know and then and you also get to reap the benefits of you know keeping all of your all of the money that you make instead of <laughs> right. someone taking it from you so right. yeah that's awesome so so what's up for you next what, where are you headed or where do you see
0: your business or your your, your art going here in the you know mid to late, near future
1: so honestly, so I'm I'm working on something new, a new project um, for myself. Um, but I really see myself doing a lot more writing for uh like placements for like television, you know, movies, video games. You know, um I had the opportunity to work with um uh ABC Family, you know, I put music on their network. Um years back I did something for MTV. Um You know, like that's really fun to me because now, you know, it's it's another way in to let people see who you are in the masses. You know, when you're on a television network, now everyone's hearing your stuff, you know, so and you don't have to go out and and perform on a stage or do anything like that, which I mean, I used to do that. I still do it. But I kind of like the background scene a little bit more because I can you know, I can relax a little bit. You know, there's, there's not all this, um, you know, you got to really, you, you got to show up. You got to perform. You know what I mean? I have I guess I'm becoming more of an introvert now, you know, so and I'm liking it because, again, all I have to do is, you know, create some music and, you know, get it out to a product placement. And if they take it, I'll get a check up front, check in, you know, the next quarter, and then I'm getting dividends forever right. for what I put out. So I mean, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all, all of us who were extroverts probably became a
0: little more introverted because of COVID, if nothing else, yeah, right?
1: Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so
0: so do you have so this album you're working on for yourself? Is there like a time frame? To, how long does that typically take for you?
1: Uh honestly, it's honestly it's like whenever I feel that it's done. Yeah, you know, the like
0: inspiration's got to hit the right way.
1: Yeah, it's it's just gotta feel good. Feel good like. I've already written like two hundred songs, you know, and a lot of them that I did write, they're actually not to any kind of production. So it's finding the right production or using my production, um, making sure that that the the whole album kind of meshes together. There's a there's a, a theme, you know. It's like a book, you know, a start, a climax, a finish, you know, um, and. It, There's a lot to it, especially because I I like to build marketing packages behind it, too. So if I'm going to put something out, I need to know, okay, when am I going to drop it? What's the best time to drop it? Um, How I'm going to drop it? Am I going to do it straight digital? Am I going to, you know, press CDs up or am I going to do a a, a vinyl set? You know, because people people are starting to do vinyl again, like a lot of DJs, you know, Am I going to do a heavy web-based kind of campaign for it? Uh, use Instagram, Facebook, or or get an ad on a bus. So it just it just depends. And then you know also the mixing and mastering aspect of it all, which is always pretty fun to to be in that you know be there when someone's mixing that, so you can actually really hear it. Um, because when you're doing something like by yourself, uh, you become kind of biased to it. So to have a different ear who they don't know you, they don't, they've they never heard it before. They didn't hear it a million times when you were there doing it. Right. You know what I mean? So now they can hear it with an unbiased ear, a trained unbiased ear. And now um, they can tell you, hey, you know, you might want to do this. You might want to do that. Or now you're you're really hearing it like we're with all of the new speakers, you know, they have state-of-the-art speakers and outboard equipment, like analog equipment, they're throwing all your music through and you start hearing the crispiness of the music, mm-hmm. hearing all the sounds and tones and beats. I mean, like, it's like heaven on earth when you're in that situation, you know? So, you know, the answer to your question is, there's not really a time for it, but you know, like an actual time frame. but when I feel it, that's when, I'll drop it. I'm, just, I'm hoping it's before the end of the year, but we'll see.
0: All right. Well, that just means I have to keep checking and keep yeah. watching. <laughs> and and yes, then, I'll, then I'll be able to hear the, the latest stuff. So yeah. well, Joe Rob, thanks for coming on the podcast today. This has been an awesome conversation. I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's nice getting to know you and your music's fantastic. So I, I hope it, uh, we have an opportunity to introduce it to some more people.
1: Definitely. I appreciate you.